This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Right, it's 7 o'clock here in Progressive Talk. Let's uh, go to our Saia interview that we generally have every second Wednesday. We're having it this evening. We're speaking to Mopedi Ndlovu. Mopedi, good evening. Welcome to Progressive Talk. Good evening, um, Ngamla, to, to you and your listeners. Hi, good evening, good evening indeed. Uh, okay, so we're obviously perhaps going to also recap, but two things that perhaps always we, we start with uh, for our listeners. At the end of the show, we'll have an opportunity for our listeners to win 250 rands at time vouchers. We've given away two, and the questions we have will be based on the conversation that we are also having as well this evening. And throughout the conversation, our listeners, of course, can engage with us on 0872 double eight nine six nine seven and send us voice notes or what whatsapp text on zero eight two six five four two double four six but Mupedi, maybe perhaps we, we we do a bit of a recap of the previous presentation uh, what we're talking about there we're talking about the role of the ombudsman the last time we spoke okay so maybe we could just touch on um uh, some of the issues that could be directed to the ombudsman mm-hmm so generally when policy holders, um, um, you know, when their claims have been rejected uh, or if they're not happy with the decision that has been made by the insurance companies or, you know, the no clear meeting of minds, then you can direct your, 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 your complaints to the ombudsman for short-term insurance. Mm. Or if maybe you had a claim and you, the settlement amount, you, you were too happy with how the claim was, was you know, handled. You can direct your, your, your query to the Ombudsman for shooting insurance. Maybe I can also just repeat the, the details for those yeah. who, are, who didn't get them the last time. Mm-hmm. You can call um, the Ombudsman for shooting insurance on 011 Double zero. You can also um, use another number zero eight six zero seven two six eight nine zero. For those who want to email, you can just um, direct your email to info at osti.co.za. Okay, and 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 we, we so we also spoke about uh, ways to lodge a complaint. Okay, so in terms of lodging a complaint, you can do it online um, or you could phone the numbers that I've just um, given above. Yeah. Um, I'll repeat it again, 011-726-8900. Mm. Or you could use the email to, to lodge uh, an online complaint. Um, if you are calling, you can use any language mm-hmm. um, you know, or if you're using English um, for, for those online queries. Okay. Well, let's get to tonight's conversation. We're talking about principles of insurance. So how does insurance work? What are the principles of insurance that I, as a potential or uh, a policyholder, need to know about? Okay. So insurance is um, built upon, you know, these basic um, principles of insurance, which I'll I'll, I'll touch on. Um, For today, I'll maybe look at seven of them. So the, the, the first one that I'll touch on is the principle of outmost good faith, right? So um, this basically means um, that the two parties that are coming into a contract, being myself as a policyholder and the insurance company, we enter into 
an agreement which must be signed in good faith. Mm-hmm. Well, how does that work out? Um, you would recall if, if you're taking insurance, sometimes um, you'll get a call from the call center, they will ask you a few questions, and based on the, how you responded to, to those questions, um, the insurance company would then um, take that information um, to, to, to uh, we call it risk information, to sort of um, work out um, you know, pricing and terms and conditions of the contract. So the, the insurance company takes that information in good faith. We trust that the information that you've given us is true, and based on that, um, pricing, or we, we trust that there's an asset that you are insuring, and um, we provide you with premium and, and those conditions that I've just mentioned. So it, it's in good faith. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and I'm just... Uh Look, when we look at these these conditions here, maybe we can break them down. The principle of utmost good faith. Mm. Mm. Okay, so this is basically the one that I just explained now. That those two parties that are entering um, into a contract, um, it needs to be entered in in good faith. So we trust the two parties must trust that um, each other in, into this contract. Mm. For an example, um, the policyholder we will provide information about the asset. If the asset is the house that they wish to insure, then um, the company and um, the insurance company will then um, take the information that has been given, um, work out the price, or, or we do what we call um, risk assessment, and then based on that risk assessment, it will be followed by a pricing, which is the premium that the, the policyholder will, will pay. So the insurance is trusting that, one, there is an asset that, that exists, and that um, the, the asset is described as the policyholder has, has described it. So you trust that the information that you're giving is actually true. Well, there at home, of course, you can engage with us on 0872889697 or WhatsApp on 0826542446 as we speak with Mubedi. So the second one is the principle of insurable interest. Right. Yeah. So um, the principle of insurable interest basically talks about um, you know when you're insuring an item the policyholder must either be the owner of the item like I go and purchase a car and I insure the car, it is my car or if that item if, if that item were to be damaged I will suffer financially or would be held liable so maybe to illustrate the, the second um, point I will, I'll just give you an example um, if maybe I go um, lease a um, vehicle or hire a vehicle or something, if that particular item that I've, I've hired or I've leased is um, damaged while it's in my care, um, I, I need to be out of financially because I need to damage it. So in that instance, you can still um, buy insurance for that particular item that, that I've borrowed or that I've leased or that I've hired. Mm. Mm. And and how does the principle of indemnity work? Um, the principle of indemnity basically um, is trying to put the policyholder back to where they were prior to an insured loss of case. So my house then went down, and um, you know I suffered that that loss. The principle of indemnity is basically saying we, we as an insurance company, we want to put you back to um, the position that you were before the, the fire happened, as an example. 
So um, this is subject to a limit of indemnity. The limit of indemnity is actually the amount that is stated on your policy schedule. Mm. So it, it, it's the amount of cover that you are covered for, if I can put it that way. Okay. So um, the insurance company can choose to indemnify um, the policyholder in, in three methods. So it could either the insurance company could either um, repair the damaged items, so they could send um, you know loss adjusters or loss assessors to look at the, the, the damage of maybe the roof of my house, and then send um, um, an outsourced service provider to come in and repair the damage and actually pay that that um, bill. Or they could um, replace um, the item if it's a lost item, or if they could settle in cash. Mm, okay, all right. And, and and therefore, there's the principle of contribution. Right. So um, the principles of contribution actually um, works where um, you got your insurance. So I took insurance from company ABA and um, later on, or maybe at the same time, because I'm taking a bank, I'm, I'm insurance via bank. I then issue the very same item for the very same um, event. Um, yeah, then that's when the, the, the insurance of contribution kicks in. Mm. If I now suffer a loss and um, the insurance company needs to pay, they realize, uh-oh, there's now dual insurance. So you've got two insurance running at the same time. So the, the insurance companies will actually contribute towards um, the loss Proportionately. Oh, proportionately. Okay. Yes. All right. So, so, so this would be based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. So go on. Is, okay. So this would be based. Obviously, the, the house would be insured for, for a certain amount, and um, the insurance company would actually basically work out from that um, um, what is their share or, or how much are they going to contribute to assess that, that um, the damage mm. based on what you have insured the, the item for. So they make a contribution to mm-hmm. actually um, uncover that, that law. Okay. And uh, how does the principle of um, subrogation work? Okay. So the principle of subrogation, putting it in, in, in simple terms, is actually giving your, your, your legal rights to, to the insurer, right? So I'll make an example. You are in a, a motor vehicle accident and um, normally you advise not to, to admit liability or to say anything and let the insurance company actually take over your rights and, and help you with actually handling that particular claim. So you basically um, give your rights to the um, insurance company. You substituting um, one creator for another. Yeah, you give away your rights. Mm, all right. We've got a Silo uh, here who wants to engage and ask us a question. Let's let's hear what Silo has to say. Hi, good evening, Silo. Thanks, Ngamala. Thanks to our guest. Sure. Look, uh, let me add something here mm. with um, to to help our our listener. Mm. Um, again, I'm I'm still going to repeat. Um, people who have policies with insurance, please read. I feel pain each and every day in Gamala mm. to see our sisters and brothers don't understand what they stand off um, and so forth. They don't know 
when they have exited in Gamula most of the time, they need to pay that access. And I don't know why. Um, and I think the guests also can tell us, is it them to tell the client that when you're going to have an accident, this is how much you're going to pay at a panel shop or wherever. Mm. And it doesn't happen in Gamala. Mm. And and people, they must understand again that um, when you pay, I, I need to be correct, when a, a person pay a small amount of premiums, mm. when the accident happens, you are going to pay enormous money, Gamala. As access. And then as access. Mm. I mean, I've got a client that uh, had, um, who have 40,000 as an access. Mm. And just imagine 40,000 you can pay or you can buy another second-hand car somewhere. So I, I'm, I'm trying to say, our brothers and sisters, let's read up, let's ask questions if you don't understand. Don't be excited about getting a new car and then you don't read up because when um, the accident happened, mm. you will be left alone and then insurance. And then you will think that insurance is robbing you at that time and then you'll be crying all over. So all right. let's read up, let's just ask, Kamala, let's just ask mm. and we'll be told the truth and then we understand if we sign, if we don't sign and we say, okay, bye-bye, I don't want this kind of thing. Okay. Thank you very much, Silo. We'll get uh, Mupedi to also add on that. Mupedi, what do you want to say on that? Well, that was a loaded um, um, comment. Thank you so much, Silo, for that. Um, I picked up a few things. Um, Silo spoke about um, the importance of knowing your access, or, mm. yeah, if I got him right. Yes. So, um, yes, he's quite right. At, at a time of an accident, um, the policyholder would have to pay an access. That access amount is based on, on um, a number of factors. Mm. Um, that happens at rating stage um, based on the information. You remember in uh, principle number one when we spoke about um, the principle of outmost faith where um, you give certain information about the asset that you're insuring or the item that you're insuring. Mm-hmm. So based on um, that information that you um, provided, um, it then points out what your risk profile is and um, your, your, your risk premium, deductibles and everything or access would then be, be um, derived from that. Then the, the policyholder has an option to play around with the access if you want to pay. Um, obviously, if, if your, your premium, the higher the premium or the, the lower the premium, the higher the access. Um, so that is normally an option that the, the policyholder has mm. to actually elect what, what um, based on the option that would have been indicated, which are based on your risk profile. Um, you can choose that I, I'd like to um, reduce my risk profile a little bit and, and my, my access a little bit, but that has an impact on your, on your premium. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um, Dolamo uh, Georgina wants to ask, says, good evening. If the amount I'm covered for in terms of repairing my house damages is less than I expected, how does the principle of indemnity work? Also, can I claim more for my insurance to cover for the damages? Uh, Maybe we'll start with the first one. How does the principle of indemnity work in a case where 
uh, if the amount I'm covered for in terms of repairing my house damages is less than I expected. So when the amount that you covered for is is actually less than you expected. Mm. Okay. So um, when we spoke about indemnity, we talk we spoke about the cover amount. Okay. So um, you will always be covered for a certain amount. Let's say, for an example, if your house is valued at um, eight hundred thousand, and that's the cover that you have. Um, indicated, um, then then your, your your total. If you have a total loss, your your indemnity or your your settlement would be the that full amount of money. But obviously, there are contributing factors towards um, that loss, and that would determine what how much money would be paid for that. Mm. So, if your loss, if there's three calls that you need to get, and that that particular the loss adjuster or loss assessor. Um, actually looks at the damage and they say, well, your this loss the, or this damage is actually will cost you, let's say, 25,000 rand. So you cannot be expected to um, receive a settlement which would be higher than that amount which has been indicated. Generally, you would get uh, maybe three calls to sort of compare how much um, you, the service providers would charge you for that particular damage. And it's generally more or less in the same region. So um, the expected amount or settlement amount can never be a lot more than what the, the actual value of the damage should be. Mm, okay. So the second question from that is also, can I claim more for my insurance uh, do cover for the damages? Uh, I'm just wondering if, if the question comes out clear, the do cover for, for the damages part there. I wonder if the, there's just a typing a typo that happened there. Yeah. So again, um, the, we, we spoke about um, the principle of insurance that mm. it is being under indemnity, principle of indemnity. Um, the insurer is trying to put the policy Holder back to where they were prior to, to an insured loss occurring. So that simply means you cannot claim for more than what you what, what you are what, what you are supposed to get. So, for an example, if again you've got a, a house for five hundred thousand and your house completely burns out, you've got a total loss. So the the insurance company cannot pay you much more than the value of that um, property that you have. So the most you can get is the value of that. So it's, it's, it's just to put you back to the position that you were in before mm. the loss. Okay. So to answer the insured, no, you cannot claim for more than what you were covered for. Okay, so we're still taking your questions and comments there at home on 087-288-9697 and uh, also on 0826542446, that's WhatsApp and voice notes. Uh, let's hear from you as well, the issues that you may want us to clear, questions that you may have for us as we continue with this conversation with uh, Mubedi here. We'll have an opportunity in a bit as well to give away a time uh, worth 250 rand. So, Mubedi, we had talked about uh, the principle of subrogation. We, we, we had covered that. I think uh, unless there was a point you still needed to make, they were going to the principle of duke and minimizing the loss. Okay. So, the principle of um, duke and minimizing the loss 
talks to the fact that, um, you know, the, the policyholder needs to take care of the items that they insure, right? Um, to minimize, obviously, the, the damages in the event of loss. Um, so giving an example, if, um, if you've got a building and contents and um, there's, there's, there's a flood outside and obviously you have insurance, you can't leave your items outside in the rain to actually get damaged um, because you've got insurance. You have to take reasonable steps to, to ensure that um, you know, your items are actually um, you know, safe or, or you know, protected from that particular damage. It's like the same thing when you've got a house with a whole lot of trees, it's your duty to actually take, look after the house, take care of the house, cut the trees, ensure that the, the leaves um, of, of the trees don't um, clutter in, in your gutters so that um, we drink um, this um, nice flow of water in, in your gutters. But if you don't actually, as a policy, as a, as a homeowner, take um, necessary care to avoid um, such situation where now there's, there's flooding and your, your roof is damaged, then one could say you, you actually haven't taken, um, you haven't minimized the loss. Yeah. So it's, it's your duty to, to actually make sure that um, the insured items um, are, are well taken care of. Okay. Uh, how does the principle of proximate cause work? Okay. So proximate cause um, speaks to, um, simply putting it, the, the, the main cause of damage, right? Um, I'll, I'll give you an example to illustrate that. Um, if you have, again, um, you know, there's, there's wind, your wind blows, and your, 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 your roof is blown off by the, by, the, by, the, um, by the wind, or maybe it's damaged by, by water, right? Mm. So if it turns out that you are covered for water damage, obviously the policy will respond, right? Yes. But if you go through the, the um, if it turns out, if, if the, the assessors come through and they look at what is the cause of, of actually the damages, and it turns out that, oh no, the, the cause of the damage is actually poor workmanship. So you called, um, X company XY that doesn't really do a good job and they came in and they did a shoddy job and now um, the damages are not actually, um, I mean, the, 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 the wind or the rain or, you know, the storm is not really mm. the, the main cause of the damage. The main cause of the damage is the fact that the roof was not um, constructed properly. Then in that case, we can't say the approximate cause or the, the, the nearest cause of the loss is is water damage. In that example that I've given, the nearest cause would be poor workmanship. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, maybe I just want us to listen to this voice note, <laughs> see if it's um, a, a, an issue that someone is raising with us, just loading here on, on my screen. Okay, here it goes. Uh, good evening, Gamola. I just want to know if they, 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 they fail to locate a beneficiary, my beneficiary, and then uh, there is no way they can just uh, look my extended family rather than uh, losing my investment to where they can just give my money to. So, this Nyolo, thank you. Okay, how do you respond to that, uh, Mopedi? 
I didn't get that question. Would you please repeat it for me? Okay, sure. Let's let's listen to that again. Okay. Uh, good evening, Gamola. I just want to know if they 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 they, they fail to locate a beneficiary, my beneficiary, and then uh, there is no way they can just uh, look my extended family rather than uh, losing my investment to where they can just give my money to. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So it sounds like the caller is referring to life insurance because he's asking his, his comments around beneficiaries. Benefici- yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's maybe a question that would be more um, relevant to, to life insurance. Okay, all right. Okay, so we are giving away a time. We are giving away 250 rands uh, worth of airtime vouchers. Uh, so we're giving away two of them so we 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 go there now and you can of course call us uh, we'll ask questions we'll have questions for you on 087-288-9697 087-288-9697 we're giving away 250 rands worth of airtime vouchers we've got 500 to give away and our questions will be based on what we're talking about so give us a call and we'll be able You'll stand a chance to be able to win that at times. 087-288-9697. As we are giving away a time, Mupedi, um, in conclusion, what are you saying? So, um, in conclusion, um, I'd like to um, just remind the, the listeners of the seven basic principles of insurance. In insurance here, we talk in short-term insurance. Um, I'll just quickly list the, the principle again. It's the principle of utmost good faith, insurable interest, principle of indemnity, principle of contribution, subrogation, loss minimization, and approximate uh, cause. So it's important for the listeners to actually understand these basic principles, and that basically tells you how insurance works. Okay. Um, we, we've got Pizzi who wants to uh, 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 try for the competition. Hi, good evening, Pizzi. Hello. Hello. Um, okay, so Mupedi has your questions. Uh, Mupedi? Okay. Yeah. So your question, I'll make it very easy for you. If the insurance company, so we're looking at the principle of indemnity, if the insurance company chooses to indemnify and the policyholder um, in three methods, Please give me that um, three methods, or you can even list one. That's the company will not insure the 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 will not pay out from more than what the the value of the item is insured for. They are indemnified from paying more than that. Two, they will not pay out in an environment whereby. The damage was uh, relatively due as a result of your own negligence. You did not take reasonable steps to huh? make sure that you minimize the loss. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We hear you. We hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, we have a winner. He uh, mentioned that the company will, will will not pay you out more than um, what you insured for. So mm. the answer I'm looking for there was um, obviously selling in cash, um, replacing the item, 
um, repairing the ice, the damaged mm. items. But I think the answer that he's given, um, I can, um, yeah, it, 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 it talks to settling um, in cash. Okay. Yeah. All right. We've got a winner there. So you've won yourself airtime. <laughs> 250 rands uh, worth of airtime, Pitsy. Thank you very much. You'll go back to the producer, will take your details, and then your airtime will be on your way. Amanda. Wait, too. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's Pitsy there. Don't see anyone yet uh, wanting to give it a short as well so let's wrap it up uh Mupedi, what do you say as we close as we wrap up um as we wrap up again um just remember that um it's important when you give out um information to the insurance companies mm. um to understand that information is we take it as as true and we trusting that the information that has been given is given in good faith and mm-hmm. as we enter contracts we enter into um, contracts in good faith. So always remember the seven principles of insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the principles that um, basically um, let you know how insurance works. All right. Thank you very much, Mupeti. Appreciate your time. Until next time. Thank you. This was great. Um, good evening. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.